Good morning and welcome to the Journey Church this morning. All our Facebook friends and people online, however you're seeing us this morning, we welcome you. We're going to worship a little music this morning and we're going to lift our Lord in praise. The King of my heart, let the King of my heart be the mountain where I run. The fountain I drink from, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide. The ransom for my life, oh, he is my song. You are, you are good, good. Oh, you are good, good. The wind inside my sails, the anchor in the waves. Oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the fire inside my veins, the echo of my days. Oh, he is my song. You are, you are good, good. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me die. You're never, you're never gonna let, never gonna let me die. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me die. You're never, you're never gonna let, never gonna let me die. Never gonna let me die. You're never, you're never gonna let, never gonna let me die. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me die. You are, you are good, good. Oh, you are good, good.
Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one who guides my heart. Lord, I need, Lord, I need you, oh, I need you, every hour, I need you, my one defense, my righteousness, oh, God, how I need Where sin, where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Where grace is found, is where you are. Where you are, where you are, Lord. I am free. Holiness is crushing me. Lord, I need, Lord, I need you, oh, I need you, every hour, I need you, my one defense, my righteousness, oh, God, how I need you, teach my song. Song to rise to you. When temptation comes my way, when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. Lord, I need, Lord, I need hope. I need you, my one defense, my righteousness, oh God, how I need you, Lord, I need, Lord, I need, oh, I need you, yes, every, I need you, my one defense my righteousness oh God how I need my one defense my one defense my righteousness oh God how I Father God, we need you every day of our lives, Lord. Especially in times like this, times of trouble. Father, we ask you to comfort hearts this morning, God. 
let them know that you are still in control, God. We praise you this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place this morning. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. No thing can compare. You're a living home. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence Lord. holy spirit you are welcome holy spirit you are welcome There's nothing worth more. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living home. Your presence, I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love Where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone Your presence, Lord You're welcome here. Come find me. Flood this place. Feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your presence. 
Lord, your presence, Lord. Let us become. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your good let us become let us become more of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us The glory of your goodness, Lord, Lord, oh, oh, So, Lord, we just lift this service up to you this morning, Lord. Let the word go out in power and in truth this morning. And Father God, we trust in you, Lord, in you alone. We believe, as other Christians do all over the world, Lord, that you sent your son to die on the cross for the sins of mankind. Because he knew no sin, Lord, he rose again on the third day. Now, do you believe that this morning? The Bible says if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. And we believe that this morning, Lord. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, everybody at The Journey Church. Jesse Rogers here with your weekly announcements. I hope you all are doing well, that you're staying safe, and I miss you so much. 
Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that we have some toilet paper at the church. And so if you are in need of some toilet paper, if you're like on the last couple squares, don't worry. We have some at the church that was donated to us. And so all you have to do is call the church at 585 four four two eight and set up a time with pastor rob where you can come by and we're giving out two rolls at a time and again that's only if you're in like desperate need of toilet paper um we can spare a square for you <laughs> um i also wanted to let you guys know that julie dawson she uploaded some coloring pages on the church website for those of you that have little kids and um, you can print them out or if you're an adult and you like to color you can print them out too and so if you just go to the journey church bigbear.com and they will be on the website for you to print out and then I also wanted to let you know that we are going to be starting a prayer video conference every Wednesday at four o'clock and the way we're going to do that is through the website zoom.us and all you have to do is go on to zoom.us with whatever uh, device that you may have whether it's a laptop computer cell phone, whatever it could be, and uh, we're gonna do a video conference every Wednesday. And so go to zoom.us and you're gonna click on join a meeting. And then it's gonna ask you for a meeting ID number. And the ID number for our prayer meetings is gonna be this. It's uh, 506-395-3216. Again, the ID number is 506-395-3216. And so that will be happening every Wednesday at four o'clock if you can join us and we'll all pray together for just everything that's going on in the world. And then if you have prayer requests, we can also pray for that as well. And so we hope you guys will join us for that. We also have um, Illuminate Youth Group is meeting every Tuesday on zoom.us and we are meeting at four o'clock and the meeting ID number for that is 568-636. 855 and you do need a password for the illuminate youth group meeting and the password is 800 so again if you um, are a youth and you would like to join the zoom video conference meeting go to uh, join a meeting on zoom.us enter in the id number 568-636-855 and password 800 and so we're super blessed that we have this opportunity to still connect even though we're not next to each other, we're practicing our social distancing, but we're able to connect and uh, fellowship with one another online. And speaking of that, there's a couple different things that you can check out online as ways to get information about the Journey Church. One is through our Facebook group page. It's the Journey Church Big Bear. And then in parentheses, it'll say group. And that allows um, people to share things on that page from um, all the different members of the church. And then we also have the Journey Church Big Bear regular page that will just give information, but you're not able to you know, share things on there. And then Illuminate Youth Group also has a Facebook page in addition to an Instagram page, which um, if you're looking that up on Instagram, it's lowercase iyg underscore lowercase bb. And so all those platforms should have updated information for you guys as much as we can throughout the week with, um, you know, live streaming information or the prayer stuff. So please go and check that out as well. And then I wanted to let you know that the men's group is continuing to meet on Thursdays. And so if you have any questions about that, you can reach out to Pastor Rob at 585-4428. And that is the church number. 
um, or Mickey Hall. And then um, also as a heads up, the women's group, we are not sure when we're going to start meeting again, but so it's a to, to be determined. So hang out for that and hopefully we'll start meeting again soon. And then let me see. Oh, I also wanted to let you guys know, Illuminate Youth Group does our annual big yard sale fundraiser on Memorial Day weekend. Well, considering the things that are going on in the world, we are possibly going to postpone it. We're just going to have to wait and see how things go. And so I just wanted to encourage you guys, though, if you have anything laying around the house that you may want to get rid of as you're spring cleaning and doing all those things, um, and you would like to hang on to them, and then you can donate them to the churchyard sale for the youth group. And we do provide a tax write-off for those donations if needed. And um, all those... Pro all the profits that we get from that yard sale help us to do things like missions trips and conferences and um, just fun activities for the youth in general. And so that's pretty much all the announcements that I have for you guys. Um, also, don't forget that we have uh, ways that you can do your tithes and offerings online. So go to the journeychurchbigbear.com and you can see how you can give online in addition to, um, you know, possibly or if you need to mail in your stuff, whatever that looks like for you. Um, we just hope that you um, are able to give it this time. We know it's kind of hard and things are crazy, but we are trusting and, and having faith in who God is and that he will provide for us no matter what. And again, I miss you guys so much and it's so, um, so nice that we can connect in this way, but I can't wait for the day that we can, can connect again in person. Love you guys. Have a blessed day. Hey Journey Church kids, it's Miss Julie with today's lesson. I know that we are all stuck at home and even though we can leave our house, we still can't see everybody and spend time with special people in our lives. And as we think about our Bible stories, remember last week was Easter. And on Easter, Jesus rose from the dead. He came out of the grave and he appeared to people who were special to him and they thought he was dead. They just, they didn't expect to ever see him again. And so you can imagine what an amazing surprise it was for them to all of a sudden see their friend and he's alive and he's healthy and he still had the marks in his hands where he was crucified and in his feet and he had a, a place on his side where he'd been poked with a spear and they could see those were real injuries. So they knew it was really him. It was really his body, but, but he wasn't going to stay around forever. And so the words he said, he said, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. That comes from John 14, 3. And that's our memory verse for today. So if you want to go into your own Bible and look that up and you can memorize all of it or just part of it. The point is that we want to remember that Jesus is not only here with us in our own hearts and in our minds and in this world, God is doing work in this world, but Jesus has also gone ahead to heaven and is waiting there for us 
in the future when, when our life on earth is over, we will be able to be with Jesus. But we can't be with him right now in his body, with, with him as a person nearby. Kind of like not being able to see our grandparents or our teachers or the helpers at school or special people that we would normally hang out with. We can't be with them right now either. So uh, what I want you to do is take some time today or in the next few days, make a phone call. Maybe you need to call grandma and grandpa. Maybe um, you could send a letter, make some special art, make make a reminder, Tell do something to tell special people that you miss them, that you love them, and that you are excited to be with them again when everything is safe and we can do that and stay healthy. So we're going to remember that Jesus rose from the dead and that we will be able to be with him in the future and we'll be able to be with those special people that we're really missing. I'm missing all of you and I hope you are still having a fun time and doing activities and staying healthy and happy while we're also staying at home to be safe. So we love you, we miss you, and I'm sure we will see you hopefully very, very soon. Blessings. Bye-bye. Good morning, Journey Church. It's great to be um, together. I wish we were physically together, and I want to greet everyone who's watching on our website and on Facebook. Our desire next week is to also be on YouTube, where we can have multiple uh, formats for everyone to, to tune in and hear the Word of the Lord, have a time of worship together. Um, what's great about the Facebook Live is that you can make some comments and chat on there. We're, we're working on that function also on the website. It might be up. If, if you're on the website watching um, and, and there's a chat page there, try it. Let's see if that goes and we'll, we'll do that. I also want to greet to those uh, who are in other states right now. I know that we've got uh, Florida watching, um, a couple different people from Florida watching. Uh, in the past weeks, we've had people from uh, Ohio and Tennessee and Kansas. We want to welcome all of you, uh, Arizona, Nevada, um, also, uh, those uh, a couple weeks ago, if you're joining us again this morning from Germany and from um, England. So apparently this is going um, around the world now, and we just want to say God bless you and welcome you. Um, we want to continue to be the body of Christ. We want to continue to be an online community um, here uh, in Big Bear and reaching out to everywhere we possibly can. And so and I, want to, and I want to greet our church, the Journey Church here um, and just say that I love you and we're looking forward to being back together um, and we're, we're praying that that can happen soon. Um, is I'm going to pause real quick. Is it really bad? It's really bad. Okay. What's, what's bad about it? I apologize. The buzz. Okay. We're going to try something and we're going to take that out and see if the buzz gets better. Did that buzz just get better online? You got to listen, Shannon. That's you. It's the same. Weird. You got but okay. Plug it back in. Yeah, I could go. To, I could go and just turn on the microphone again from last week. We don't need. We don't need this. Okay. Sorry. We want to correct the sound. Any better? It's the buzz on the line. Online. 
It's that. Okay. My apologies. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. All right. What was it? We don't know. But we're going into the microphone, so now everyone in the room can be heard again. So. We, we thought we had this dialed in today. <laughs> but uh, it's, it, 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 put a thumbs up on the, on the Facebook if it sounds better. I'm going to have a drink of coffee and get my nerves done again. All right, this is great. Live TV. Yeah, nothing like live. Amen. Um, anyways, but there's something special about doing, being seated here and you guys watching, right, where you're at, all at the same time. And because uh, we're, we're in this together. And there's something, one of, one of the other reasons of, of not wanting to go to, to record it for me is that um, somehow, if we're all watching together, even though some people are watching this later, it, 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 it connects us in the, in the present. So, we are, um, this is our fifth Sunday. This is our fifth Sunday of being strictly an online community with online services. Five weeks ago, in response to the threat of COVID-19 moving across the United States, the governments, the county, the federal, the state, they began to limit our movement in, in a desire to limit the possible exposure and the spread of this disease that is killing thousands and thousands of people um, pretty horrifically. And we're not seeing that in California. I know that there's a lot of uh, uh, angst and anxiety, but we, we do know that states that are being hard hit like New York, now, now like uh, New Jersey. Um, it's devastating. Continue to pray for those um, that have this illness. Pray for those that are passing in their families. Pray for those that are, are very fearful living in places where it's possible to get it. Pray for those, pray for those people. We want to continue to lift them up in prayer. We are having Wednesday night prayer online, on Zoom. Jesse mentioned that. Join us for that. Uh, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Five weeks ago, we joined in the sanctuary for our last service, five Sundays ago, actually five weeks ago today, to where we uh, were, were already a smaller congregation. We had a time of prayer. It was powerful. It was good. And that was the last time that we were together. Churches and businesses have closed temporarily, we hope. We, we, I know that some businesses won't reopen. And we need to be praying for business owners who may lose their businesses during this time. We've had to shut our doors and open up our virtual services. Now we're having online prayer. We're having online services. We're still working through that, as well as people all over the world. The first couple of weeks that this happened, it was, it was I hate to use the word, it was novel. It was new. Uh, it was a little different. Uh, but but we, we made the best of it. We played some online games. Lots of things on Facebook, posting things. Uh, we had a lot of plans to do some to do projects around the house. Many of you, many of us had plans to start the spring cleaning projects. Um, even people wanting to learn a new language and, and learn a new instrument while we were being sequestered. Now, mostly, we're just weary. We're weary of the same four walls. Uh, we're even weary of Netflix. We're weary of not doing the special projects that we swore to ourselves that we would do. We're worried of not working. 
We're weary of, we're weary of, of not playing and, and not being normal. The truth is most of us don't know anyone personally who has had COVID-19, but we now know someone who knows someone who has it. Um, we don't know when this is going to end. We try to figure it out. It's one of the things that we're doing as, a, as, as people. We're trying to figure this out. And some of us, we get angry because we can't figure it out. We actually affirm our situation by agreeing that COVID-19 is really bad and dangerous. Some of us are, are just right there and say, yes, this is bad, this is dangerous. And so we affirm it. And other people are denying that it's as bad as they say. And uh, even trying to debunk the news and the statistics. I've done that. Um, but at the end of the day, the truth is we're just helpless. Each of us trying to gain control over something that we have no control over. We're not with our friends and our family. We've been told not to congregate. Family members go to other family members' houses, but they don't go inside. They, they go and they sit on the porch, and they talk through window screens. They drive hundreds of miles to visit a family member, but stay outside because they don't want to potentially infect uh, somebody in the house. But we miss each other. We miss each other greatly. We've been scattered. We've been told to stay in place. And so we're sheltered. We're weary. We're helpless. We're scattered. Isolated and sheltered. And this morning, in that moment, I want to bring you some words of Jesus. Last week, we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus. As I was writing, writing some notes and thinking about that, yes, that was only one week ago. In COVID-19 time, it seems like a month ago. This week, we're going to see what was happening with the disciples after Jesus' resurrection from the grave. In John chapter 20, verse 19, and we're going to get back to these scriptures in just a few minutes, it says that then, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. So that night of the resurrection, the, the, the disciples got together and they went and they locked themselves at home because they had their own stay-at-home order. Uh, in a few verses later, it says after eight days, his disciples were again inside. Jesus came and the doors being shut. The time the disciples lived after the resurrection of, of Christ and his ascension into heaven weren't easy times. They were very, very difficult times. In fact, the atmosphere grew more and more averse to Christianity as the time went on. More and more people were, were wanting to persecute the Christians as, as time went on. The disciples were generally afraid for their lives, possibly afraid for their families. The disciples were, were relatively isolated, though they had uh, some, somewhat of freedom to go around, as we do too. Remember, they were all Jewish. Their family members were Jewish. Their colleagues, their neighbors, their, their clients, the people that they worked with, everyone was Jewish. It was a religious community. It was a Jewish community. And many of them were not willing to receive Christ. They, they did not believe that Jesus came and, and was the Messiah, and many of the Jews were the ones who crucified Christ. The truth is, most of the people in their time 
did not believe the way the disciples did. It would take time for Christianity to begin to grow and for people to have found the Messiah. In the meantime, the disciples had each other. And a smattering of people that we see. In, in our community of Big Bear, on any given Sunday, when we're meeting together, there's about 1,500 people that are gathered together in a church service. Uh, that, that's, uh, that's an estimate, but about 1,500 people in all the Christian churches here in Big Bear, and perhaps some more um, now or online than even used to appear in person. We have about 25,000 people, so that's about 6%. 6% of the population is, is going to church on any given Sunday, and, and I believe those numbers are up um, right now. And if you're tuning in, don't normally come to church, continue to, to attend services online, and when this lifts, I encourage you, find a church that teaches the Bible and become part of that body. Continue in your growth and in your walk with the Lord. But about 6% of the population of Big Bear is, is Christian, or, or at least attends church. Probably much more than that are Christian. There were probably about 2 million Jews in Palestine at the time of Christ. 6% of that figure would have been 120,000. There wasn't 120,000 Christians. There were 12 disciples, well, 11, because Judas betrayed Jesus. A month later, there were 120 believers, disciples, gathered together in the upper room. Jesus appeared to 500 people. There was a few hundred believers in Jesus out of 2 million people in the area. The disciples were alone and isolated. The disciples were very unsure of their future. They had put all of their hope into Jesus to be the Christ, to be the Messiah, to lead them into rebellion against Rome, unite Israel, free the Jews. And instead, their leader became the enemy of the state, of both states. What did all this mean to them? What were they to do? They did not know what their life would look like in the future. And as I was thinking about that this week, I realized it sounds very familiar. I can't tell you what next month is going to look like, but I can guess what next week is going to look like. Pretty much like this week, I'm sure. We all have a hope that next month life will be a little bit different, but the truth is we don't know. We don't know how it's going to look. Our future is uncertain because truly in this world, we're helpless. Those who've actually contracted COVID-19, they've become very helpless. They're quarantined at best and in an ICU on their, on their deathbed at worst. We are also helpless. We want to be safe. We want to get our lives back. But we can't do much to make that happen. Stay at home. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Protect your neighbors, your family, your friends, your, communicate, your community. That's about all we can do. We're isolated. I said this at the beginning, I miss, I miss you. I miss being together. I miss seeing your smiling faces. I miss sharing a snack and a cup of coffee before service. I miss a midweek breakfast or lunch going out with you. Talking about the things of the Lord and finding out what's been happening in your life. 
seeing personally your face. Though I am grateful for Zoom and the fact that we've had some, some contact with many of you that way, I miss being together. I miss the men in my life group and I miss my Wednesday night life group. I feel isolated. And yet I, I'm still working. In that context, the disciples, they were afraid. Just as we have fear, they were weary. They were helpless, isolated, and then Jesus appears. In John chapter 20, the scripture I just read says that Jesus appeared that night and the next week on that Sunday night where they were gathered again together. I think that the disciples were together a lot and they were isolated from the rest of society a lot for fear of the Jews, the Bible said. We're isolated because we have a fear of coronavirus. And Jesus said these words to them. He says, peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. That's the, the message that we need to hear from Christ today. Peace be unto you. We need the peace of the Lord. But the peace of the Lord did not change the circumstances that the disciples were living in. See, his peace came, but the circumstances didn't get better. This morning, I wanted to come and just really preach this really wonderful message, and it's all going to be great. It's all going to be rosy, but we don't know what the future holds. As the bumper sticker and t-shirt says, though, we do know who holds the future. Our circumstances may not change much over the coming weeks, dare I say months. They may not. I, I hope they do, but they may not. But in the midst of this time of isolation and lockdown, Jesus appears to us and he says, peace be unto you. <clears throat> what does that mean? Well, it means that, that we need a peace from God that is not contingent on our circumstances. And Jesus would not have said that to his disciples if that wasn't possible. We're looking for peace, but we're trying to find it in control. In our, in our family, we have this little, uh, little saying, uh, you know, there's, everyone's a control freak. Everyone's got a control issue. We all know people who have a little bit more control in their lives than others. No giggling about anything, right? Uh, you know, you're, some of you at home are, 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 are uh, elbowing your spouse or, or even one of your kids because control is actually a, a personality type. So, so there's people who have a little bit more, want, want more control, but we all, don't be, don't be fooled, every one of us want control. In fact, and I could go here too far, but, but even people who seem like they submit and do what other people want to do all the time, that's actually their form of control. They believe, they've learned that they can't control situations so they control themselves and purposely submit to somebody else who's controlling. They're still in control of themselves. If, if, if that's a little confusing, it, go, it goes along with the saying, everybody wants to feel like they're a servant until they're treated like one. And, and, and I've talked to a lot of people and people say, wow, that is so true. I don't mind serving, but don't treat me like a servant. Why? Because when I choose to serve, I'm in control. When you tell me what to do, I'm no longer in control. See, we all have it. So if you just elbowed somebody, they can now elbow you back and say, see, you're a control freak too. But we have this saying in our house, uh, when, when times get stressful, when things are out of whack a little bit, people's control shows more. 
Uh, and so this is what we say. We go, hey, your control is showing. Or, or, or sometimes we'll, we'll wait another somebody who's, who's, who's uh, going through a stressful thing, and we see, we're like, oh, wow, did you see that their, their control was showing a little bit more today? Why? Because when, when all this is out of control, we want to control something. Well, listen, we can't control this. Now, one of the things that you could try to control is you. And the Bible says that through the Spirit of God, He gives us, part of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. We have the ability to control, to control our, our, even our emotions, or at least the, the way our emotions express themselves. Uh, we can be angry and yet control the response to our anger. Uh, we can be very afraid and yet contr control our response to that fear so that other people aren't as afraid. There's been times that I've been very afraid. I've tried not to let my kids see uh, my fear. Um, I try to let other people show my fear because I want them to be confident as best as possible because we're going through a difficult time. So we can control our response to things, but we can't control anything outside of us. And with the Spirit of God in your life, He can help you to get some, some of that personal control. So we can't control our exterior events and elements, but yet in that moment, Christ says, peace be to you. So he's saying, have peace in the midst of uncontrol, in the midst of being weary, in the midst of being isolated, in the midst of being afraid, peace. In John 14, 27, he says this, peace I leave with you. Now, he's getting close to his crucifixion. He's talking to his disciples. He says, peace I leave with you. My, my peace I give you. We need his peace, not our own. I do not give as the world gives. See, in this nation, we've had, we've had uh, physical peace. We haven't had real war in a long time. We've had skirmishes. Uh, a group of people, there's been groups of people in the military who were at war with a small group of people. Uh, for the most part, it didn't affect us. We've had, we've had peace from war. We've had peaceful times because we've had prosperous times. And, and that's what the world gives. As long as you uh, have money to pay your bills and things are going okay, then there's relative peace. But, but Jesus says, I'm giving you a peace not like the world gives. We have some dear friends. And if any of you are tuning in from Guatemala, I want to say I love you. Sure miss you guys down there. Um, we're praying for you a lot. Uh, we have friends and missionaries there. And, and, and people who just live in Guatemala because we spent three years there. They're on lockdown as well. Their lockdown is crazy. Their numbers are very low as well. But our good friend, Blanca Rosa, who worked for us in our house when we lived there, she's on a lockdown. Her, her work was already limited. She, she had to support her family on two days of work. And, and to put that in comparison, she, she makes roughly a dollar an hour. And she supports her family on two days of work at a dollar an hour. And she cannot do that work now. There's no dollar an hour to, to pay buy her food. There's no dollar an hour for many people around the world who uh, live in this, whose governments have also said, you can't work, we're going to shut this down. People will be dying of starvation, I believe, in these countries if things don't change. They live like that often. There is no government program to come and help them. There's missionaries there, there's Compassion International, but they can't help the whole, the whole nation. So what, what kind of peace do they need? They need the peace of Jesus. And that's the same peace that we need. Jesus comes in the middle of our locked rooms, 
right where you're at, and says, my peace I give to you. Receive his peace. I'm going to share a little bit about ways that we can begin to tap into the peace of God. But I also want to stir the pot a little bit this morning. Because Jesus told his disciples, here's my peace, I'm going to give it to you, take my peace. Oh, but by the way, in the midst of this, you're going to be hated, you know, in case you didn't know, you're going to be hated. And you're going to be persecuted. But in that environment, press into me and do my will. Do my will. In that same house setting, the Gospels teach us that he spoke to them. In, in Luke it says this. In Luke it says, repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in Jesus' name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And then he goes, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry until you're endued with power from on high. So in the midst of this, this worrisome time, Jesus appears to his disciples and he says, My peace I give you. He also gives them the great commission of going into all the world and making disciples of all nations. See, the peace that God gives us isn't just so that we feel good and stay at home and, and have peace. He wants to give us peace and then fill us with the Holy Spirit so we can go out and make a difference in the world. Church, the world needs Jesus. They need salvation, and they need his peace. I heard from a pastor yesterday, I was listening to an online uh, sermon, and uh, it was uh, Pastor uh, Hibbs um, from uh, Calvary Chapel, and he he's actually meets with a lot of uh, Political, political people. He's part of the president, re-elect President Trump campaign. And he said that right now, within the government, there are more people doing Bible studies in the government than have ever done Bible studies in the government in the history of the United States of America. People are beginning to turn to God. We need to help that continue. And, and people need to turn to God in a real way. When we come out of this, and, and I believe we will, unless we experience the rapture, we'll come out of this shutdown. I don't know what it's going to look like. We'll come out of it. We don't want to go back to what life was before. Because the truth is, we're pretty selfish. I'm selfish. I think about my vacations and our home and our yard and the things that I want to do more than I should. I'm not saying that, that we can't have a, a good life here, but our focus needs to be more on the things of God than it has been in the past. He gives us peace, but he also commissions us to go into the world and don't just tell people about the peace of God. It says that repentance and remission of sins needs to be preached. We're, we don't want to just get behind a feel-good gospel. We don't want to be part of just a feel-good gospel. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. You might be listening this morning or at a later time on a, on a rebroadcast of this sermon, listening and, and you're lost. You're tuning in because you're curious. Maybe you have a, a belief in God and a, and a higher uh, understanding and you want to have, you have a mental understanding of God, but, but you have not dedicated your life to Christ. You haven't let him become the Lord. See, one of the titles for Jesus is Lord. He wants to be the master. So we need to give that to him. Church, we need to help people come and find faith, find Christ. Not just 
that make you feel good, peaceful Jesus that some people are preaching and, and maybe I have in the past. But the peace that only comes from a true relationship with Jesus. Yesterday, Shannon and I went for, a, for an evening walk and uh, I got to rehearse some of my sermon with her. We're talking about the future. And the truth is we don't know what the future holds. And, and as I'm looking at things, I tell you, things are beginning to line up more and more for the end times. Now, I don't know if this is it or if this is just a setup or just another step closer. But even just last week, uh, there was a, a, a show, the Today Show, where a company, um, a tech company, I believe it was in Wisconsin, a tech company put a biochip in all of their employees who wanted it. And with that biochip, they can, they can clock in and clock out. They can buy candy bars. Isn't that wonderful? It's great. It's going to be very convenient. With that biochip, we'll be able to tell, pet people will be able to tell if we've had our vaccinations. That would be nice. How many times have you lost that yellow card? That's going to be really helpful. Hey, you know this currency thing? Our money is really dirty. Um, already, I pay things with Venmo and Samsung Pay. I pay things online. It'll be really convenient when my bank account is connected in a biochip that's right here. Actually, it'd be right here in the future because then I can just swipe my hand and pay for everything. It's going to be really convenient. They're rolling things out now. I'm not saying this is next week, but I'm saying the groundwork is being set for some of the end times prophecies to come. Russia and Saudi Arabia at odds over, over uh, anger and, and attacking even Israel. It's biblical. We're living in, in, in unprecedented times with COVID-19. But it's also an interesting time in the church. Prophecies are beginning to come to pass. Now, it could still be another 10, 20, 30, 100 years, 1,000 years. I don't think so. I, don't know, 1, we're, I think we're going to see the return of Christ uh, in our lifetime. And it could be soon. And if we're just serving Jesus, asking him, just give me peace so I can get, get back to my job and we forget about everything else, then we didn't learn what the Lord wants to teach us. He wants us to be busy about the Father's business. My peace I give to you, and my Holy Spirit I send to you to fill you, to give you peace, but also to give you power to be my witnesses. That's the Great Commission. The world needs Christians that are different than we were in the past. And that's you, and that's me. Believers who, who believe in prayer and watch the, the mighty things of God happen. Believers who aren't afraid of the gospel, for, for the Bible says in Romans, I am not ashamed of the gospel of peace, for it is the power of God unto salvation. We should never be afraid of the gospel. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. How are we doing? Are, are we taking this time to draw closer to the Lord? Will our life look differently in Jesus after we come out of this? You know, one of the things that uh, I'm afraid will happen when we come out is that people will have become so accustomed to meeting online that they'll continue to do that and they'll actually stop, they'll forsake the assembling together of the brethren as some are in the habit of doing. See, I've said this many times, you really can't do church on your, on your couch because you're alone. We are only being partially the church. We're hearing messages, and we're encouraged, and we're having worship. And if you're with your family, you, you, you can be the, the church with your family to a degree. But until we can come back together and serve one another and encourage one another, 
Love one another. Pray for one another. Now, if you're doing that on, online and calling your neighbors and maybe dropping cookies at their door in Jesus' name, then that's the beginning. And if you're not, and, and you can, and you're healthy enough to do that, I'm not saying go and have coffee with them in their house. I'm saying when they're inside, deliver them a package. Check on your neighbor. Call them. Are you okay? Be the church. Are you praying for people? Are you letting, are you letting the Lord move you and stir you to draw closer to Him. In Matthew 28, 17, another, one of the other Gospels accounts of Jesus, right before His ascension, says that they went to the mountain of Galilee where, where Jesus had told them, if you, if you remember from last week, Jesus said, go to the mountain of Galilee and I'll, and I'll meet you there. And, and, we, and I think, like I said last week, I think it was a, a couple weeks before they went because he appeared to them in the house the one week and he appeared to them in the house the next week. And so, so it was at least a week and a half or so. It was a few days of walk. And I, I actually think that they might have gone up to the Mount of Galilee and, and they didn't see him at once and that's when they went fishing. But they go up to the Mount of Galilee and Matthew 28, 17 says, when they saw Jesus, they worshipped him. And, and church, that's a really good thing. Are you seeing Jesus? Worship Him. Worship Him. We're doing worship still because we want to promote and give an opportunity to worship God. And it doesn't have to be through music. It can be through reading scriptures. It, it, it can even be just telling one another of the goodness of God. And, and in prayer, when we tell God of how much we love Him. But we need to worship Jesus. When they saw Jesus, said they worshiped Him. And that says, but some doubted. And I don't know exactly what they doubted. And, and at first I thought, well, you know, how can you doubt? You've seen him a couple times. You've put your hands in his, in his side and in his hand. Maybe there are people there who haven't seen him yet. Or maybe they just won't believe what their eyes are seeing. Or maybe they're just doubting some other things. And I did what any good self-respecting believer will do. I judged them. I just said, they're horrible. How could they possibly doubt? Because I've never doubted, ever. I've never lied either. Except right then when I said I've never doubted. Because see, we're, we're doubters. Things happen in our life and we doubt. I believe uh, it was Stephen Furtick telling a story of a pastor he met uh, many years ago and, and this pastor and he were having a conversation and Pastor Furtick, Stephen Furtick said to this pastor, he says, have you ever doubted the Bible? And, and vehemently this pastor denied ever ever doubting the Bible. And, and, and I don't know what, I, I kind of got the impression maybe at the moment that Stephen Furtick felt like, wow, I, I'm bad. You know, I've, I've done that. I've, I've ran into people who made me feel bad about my, uh, my life because I've, I've had doubts. I've had doubts about the Bible. I've questioned things. I've questioned, I've questioned God, are you, are you there? Are you sure you're there? Are you sure you're sovereign? Are you sure the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Because I'm not seeing it. I'm not feeling it. You know, if, that, if, that, if that's freaking some of you guys out that your pastor has doubts, that just makes me human. So this pastor who said, I've never doubted, a couple, within a couple of years, he was removed from the pastorate. He had fallen. See, we've got to be careful. The truth is, we doubt. And the disciples doubted. But they worship Jesus. Sometimes we have to push through and we have to, we have to keep worshiping Jesus. Even though we don't see it all, though, even though we don't know it all, even though we don't believe it all. Keep pressing in. We'll go through some valleys where, where things are really tough, and, and this is one. Some of you out there, 
you're not working and you don't know when you're gonna work. And your $1,200 or $2,400 or $3,000 stimulus, that, that helped just a little bit. And it's not, gonna, it's not gonna last if they keep us sequestered, if they keep us staying at home through, through April and May, is it? And you're gonna start doubting because that's what, that's what the enemy wants to happen. And that's what we do is, is frail people. We start doubting. God, you said you're going to take care of me. He did. And he will. He might not take care of you or me the way I want him to. But he will take care of us. I have a good friend who says this all the time. And it really meddled with me at first. He's just got faith. He just believes. He believes the word and just tries to live it. And he says, you know, God never even uh, promised me a place to live. He just promised me food to eat and clothes to wear. So, so even if I'm homeless, I'm still under the blessings of God as long as I have food to eat and clothes to wear. And I went, doesn't that put life into perspective? He says, don't, don't worry about it tomorrow. He says, look at the birds. Doesn't your father feed them and clothe them? The, the lilies of the field? Jesus didn't have a place to lay his head. And he says, follow him. If you have a home today, you're blessed above what God said he was going to give you. And be blessed. And count your blessings. The old hymn we used to sing, count your many blessings. Name them one by one. It's a good habit to be in, especially in this time. Look around your house. And be thankful. Thankful for your kids. Thankful for your memories. Thankful for a house or a car. Live stream. Chocolate chip cookies that your wife makes. Whatever it is, be thankful. Get our focus back on Jesus and let him give you peace. Not in the circumstances, but really outside of the circumstances. Begin to fulfill the things that God wants for your life. And I don't know what that is. I know the general things, but you're going to have to spend some time talking to him. God I haven't been concerned about the things that are most important. What is it that you want from me? What is it that you have for me to do? You see, you can't earn your salvation, but when you serve him, it shows that you love him. When you're obedient to the things he's commanded you to do, it shows that you love him. And the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, not some of it. With all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself. There's a lot we could say on that, but I'm going to kind of end, end this, wrap this up, because we get to do this again every week. Let's love God. Let's press into Him. Let's pray. Let's read His Word. Let's listen for His voice and be obedient. Let's press into Him and receive His peace through His Holy Spirit that He wants to give us. If that requires turning off the news, then turn it off. I guarantee you, you will not miss it if they lift the restriction. You're not going to miss it if you're not watching the news. You're going you're, you're to realize. It's gonna, someone's going to be calling you for a coffee date. Don't worry about it. Whatever it is, to, to, to get that peace with Jesus, spend time with him, press into him, know him. Let's be thankful in this difficult time. Begin to praise and worship him through thankfulness. Let's hear his voice and be obedient to whatever it is that he 
has for you. Listen. Listen carefully. You know, he had compassion on his sheep. He said that they were scattered and helpless and weary like a, a sheep without a shepherd. And he wants to be the good shepherd in your life. He wants to lead you and guide you. Listen for his voice. Receive from him. Press into him. Let's close in, in a word of prayer. I want to pray over you. Pray over myself. God, we need you. Even as we sang today, Lord, we need you. God, how we need you. Every hour, I need thee. Father, we need you to walk into the midst of our shutdown house and declare to us peace to you. And God, we need to receive your peace. God, we need to understand that peace is not because the world is all right, but it's because you're all good and you are all right. Peace comes when we have a relationship with you and we know that you'll lead us and you'll guide us and you'll provide for us and you'll protect us and you'll be our Father and you'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. God, peace will come when we receive the, the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit and that, that the peace that you want to give will come through the Holy Spirit being alive and active and allowed to move in our life and we'll have the fruit of the Spirit, which should be love. Love for you and love for our neighbor. There'll actually be joy even in the midst of the, the quarantine. We'll have peace. We'll have patience. We'll be good to others. We'll be kind to others. We'll be gentle. God will be able to be faithful. And we'll have self-control because of the Spirit living inside of us. Lord, I pray for everyone listening this morning that you would bless them. That you'd keep them. That you'd cause your face to shine upon them. And give them rest and give them peace. God, we look to you to be our Savior. We don't look to a stimulus. We don't look to a governor. We don't look to a president. We look to you. And we trust you. Even if we doubt, by faith we'll put our trust in you. And we'll worship you on the mountain. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Prayer, Wednesday night on Zoom. Information's on Facebook. Love one another, reach out to one another. Men of the Journey Church, you can listen to the, this week's teaching and get together on the Zoom Talk on Thursday. And you can always create your own chat rooms and pray for one another. God bless you. We'll see you this week uh, in, in cyberspace, and we'll see you next Sunday morning.